Dan, did you hear that whistle? Sure did, Amos. That whistle means Rinso White, Rinso Bright, Rinso New. That's right, and it means that this is Sunday. We're on the air with Rinso with sodium in the stuff. and Andy Show with Ernestine Wade, Lou Lubin, Johnny Lee, Will Wright, John Brown, Jeff Alexander and his orchestra, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Yes, sir. The Amos and Andy Show brought to you by Lieber Brothers Company, makers of new Rinso, the only soap that contains solium. That's why Rinso gets your clothes whiter and brighter than new. Rinse all white, rinse all white, rinse all new. Happy little wash day, Well, tomorrow's the 1st of the month, and the Kingfish and his wife Sapphire, like all couples, are confronted with the problem of the monthly bills. Sapphire has just brought up the subject to the Kingfish. George, the bill collectors will be starting to parade up here tomorrow. What is we going to do? Well, maybe you could get in bed and we tell them that you were sick again. <laughs> Nothing doing, George. In the past six months, I done had everything from the bubonic plague to St. Vitus's dance. <laughs> I think them doctors would invent some new diseases for us to have around here. George, it's a disgrace. Just a disgrace. After 22 years of married life, the only thing we got that's all paid for is our electric refrigerator. Yeah, well, that ain't doing us no good. Last month, the electric company done defrosted the thing right from headquarters. <laughs> George, we owe on everything we got. Yeah, we got to stop that long-term installment buying, too. We still paying for that vacuum cleaner two years after the war. <laughs> I don't know why they call it installment buying in the first place. Every time I try to stall them off, something get in trouble with it. I don't know. George, we can't go on like this. Getting into debt all the time, I just don't know what we're going to do. Well, I don't know, Sapphire. Too bad that we ain't foreigners. We could live off the United States government, but I can't do it. George, we just got to do something. We can't go on. I just don't know. Wait, wait a minute now. Don't open that door, honey. Don't open that door. Can't take no chances this time of the month. Let's peek out the curtain here and see who is out there. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Look, George, there's a man standing out there in a dark suit carrying a briefcase. Uh-oh. The last time we opened the door for a fellow like that, and he said good morning, the next thing we knew our furniture was gone, we were squatting on the floor like Indians. <laughs> yeah, well, he must have seen us. Well, I guess I better open it, sir. I beg your pardon. I'm looking I'm for... I'm sorry they moved. <laughs> George, I just can't face no creditors. I'm going to hide in the bedroom. You better let him in. Yeah, well, I guess he got us trapped, sir. Now, see here, you're George Stevens, aren't you? Mm, yes, sir. Well, they told me over at the lodge hall that you might help me locate Andrew H. Brown. Oh, Andrew H. Brown, uh, you can come out from under the bed, Sapphire. We ain't the deadbeats you're looking for. <laughs> uh, you want to find Andrew Brown, huh? Uh, the boy been running up some bills on you, huh, mister? No, my name is Williams. I'm an attorney. And I want to inform Brown that he's an heir to his uncle's estate, which comes to the sum of $50,000. May I help you up, Mr. Stevens? Uh, uh, no, thank you. Uh, I falls on the floor like just three, four times a day. Uh, sort of a hydrophobia with me. Uh, I lose my balance, you see. Now, uh, what's this about my dear friend and lifelong buddy, Andrew Brown, uh, being an heir? What's out of here now, you see? Yes, that's right. And where can I find him to give him the news? Well, not just thinking, uh, maybe I ought to be the one to give him the news. You see, uh, Andrew Brown is kind of high-strung fella, and if a stranger like you spring a thing like this, one of my... 
Like hitting him in the face with a wet fish, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's liable to go in the shocker, they have to carry him out, Java, throw him in the snake pit and everything else. He go to pieces. <laughs> well, I guess there's no reason you can't pass on this information. Yeah. The details are all here in this envelope. Yeah. It states that Mr. Brown is the legatee to his uncle Samuel P. Brown's will. Uh, well, I'll, I'll break it to him that the weird ought to be broke. <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> well, here's the envelope. Thank you, and good day. Yeah. Well, Andy, getting an inheritance from his uncle. This is almost as nice as having one of my own relatives pass on. Come in, Brother Andy. Yeah, hiya, Kingfisher. Hey, why, what are you doing so busy at your desk there? Andy, uh, looking for some missing uh, legatees. Yeah, well, maybe I can help you find them. Is they the kind we used to wrap around our legs in the First World War? <laughs> Uh, no, no, Andy, this is a new business I in. Legatees is heirs, and I was in the business of tracing missing heirs. You didn't hear that? Oh, yeah, I see. Uh... Yeah, in other words, I find relatives for people that is dead. Well, if they is dead, why would they want to, uh, well, well, I guess they got their reasons. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't understand, Andy. A lot of people that's got money left to them, and they don't know about you, see? Now, maybe even you, for instance, you, you, you might have that. Oh, listen, Kingfish, ain't nobody going to leave me no money. Well, you never can tell, Andy. Somewhere on that broken-down family tree of yours, there may be an acorn that's loaded, you see. Listen, Kingfish, that only happens in storybooks like that of Horatio Algebra. Oh, now, wait a minute. Don't be... <laughs> in the course of my career as a trace of missing heirs, I have done dislocated a lot of people. You is, huh? Oh, certainly. Hmm. Oh, I, when John D. Rockefeller died and left $180 million, I was the one that located John D. Rockefeller Jr. <laughs> Trace him through his last name. That's the only clue I had. Yeah, well, that was the case where everybody knew there was some money around someplace. Well, Andy, look, it happened in all kinds of cases. Now, only last week, I was strolling along the Bowery looking for some missing heirs, and I see the fellow laying in the doorway there. Yeah. He was sleeping with his head in a bucket to keep the rain off of him. He was. Yeah. I tapped him on the bucket, and I asked him his name. Yeah. Andy! I'm going to tell you that was last Tuesday. The day that man is a majority stockholder in the United States Steel and sleeps with his head in a gold bucket now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and if it can happen to a bum like that, it could certainly happen to a bum like you. Uh... Yeah, that's right. This sounds like it might be something after all. Oh, yeah. What I got to do to get my head in a gold bucket and all that stuff? <laughs> well, of course, Andy, if you was an heir, there's a fee involved in this thing, you see. You got to realize that. Yeah. Natural there's the standard legacy locating fee of 35% of whatever you get from your decreased relative, you see. Uh-huh. The whole thing come under the, uh, the whole thing come under the, uh, kick the bucket act of 1913. <laughs> see, that's the law that done in you. Yeah, well, I know that I ain't gonna get nothing, so it's okay with me. Now what happened? Well, now, uh, first of all, we put out uh, international traces to find out whether you were there or not. Yeah. And as a preliminary step, I, well, just let me check through my files here. Take a long shot and see if there's anything in here for you. I'll open the drawer, yeah? Hmm, fine chance. You only got one letter in that whole file. Yeah, well, let's take a look at it and see who the missing heir is. Hmm. Andy, how you spell your last name? Brown. B-R-O-W-N. Well, I'll be doggone. Only got one missing heir on the record and it turned out to be you. That's a coincidence and slap us right in the face again. Look at that. Yeah, well, what is the thing, Kate? Well, let's open up the letter here. See, I ain't got no idea what to say in it. Here, wait a minute. Now, see here. 
Andrew H. Brown, this is to inform you that you are an heir to the estate of your late uncle Samuel P. Brown of Thompsonville, Georgia. Samuel P. Brown? Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. That is my uncle. It had the big store down there. He always did have money. Andy, look here. He say he left $50,000, and according to the letter, there, there's going to be a reading of the will at the lawyer's office Wednesday, and you're supposed to be there. A reading of the will, huh? Yeah. Yeah, what you call in legal circles here, the financial autopsy. You see what I mean here? <laughs> oh, Kingfish, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, I tell you, uh, Kingfish. Uh, wait a minute, I'll get it, Andy. Uh, hello? Oh, yeah. It's the lawyer, Andy, Miss Williams. Yeah. Uh, what's that, Miss Williams? What? Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, I'll tell the boy. Fine. Fine, all right. See you Wednesday when we cut the melon. <laughs> well, so long. What'd the man want, King? Oh, just a technicality there. He said to prove that you as official heir Samuel P. Brown's estate, they want you to bring your birth certificate to prove it. Birth certificate? I ain't got no birth certificate. What do you mean you ain't got one? You was born, wasn't you? What kind of talk is But I just ain't got one, Kingfish. Well, holy smokes, we can't miss out on $50,000. Why in the world ain't you got no birth certificate? Well, you see, Kingfish, we lived about 20 miles out of town, and there were 16 older kids in the family. By the time I come along, my papa was too old and tired to make another trip to Dakota. Oh, we got Kingfish, this is terrible. I'm going to lose the $50,000. Well, now, calm down, Andy. Calm down. I'm working on angle here. We can't give up the thing, and the words of John Paul Jones, we has just begun to finagle. <laughs> i got a long-distance call in now. I'm on the telephone here down to Thompsonville, Georgia. And uh, I think that that's going to solve the problem of your birth certificate. See, I, I, I'll speak to him, get him to ma- mail it up yet. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Well, I called in the courthouse down there. They must have some record of your birth down there, you see. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was a real brainstorm, all right. Oh, yeah, I really a thunderhead today, boy. Now, look here. This phone call is going to solve the whole thing. And we- Wait a minute. That must be the long-distance call now. Uh, hello? I am ready with your long-distance call. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm ready, uh, and the, the call is coming through uh, uh, to the courthouse. Yeah, it's about my birth of you know. Uh, yeah, uh, we all sit now. Hello, county courthouse. Uh, hello. 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 I think we got a bad disconnection. What? I say, uh, this is New York calling. Who? New York. What can I do for you, Mr. York? Hello, I want to speak to you about Andrew H. Brown. He ain't here. Uh, I know that. Uh, Andrew Brown is up here in New York. Well, if he's up there, what are you calling down here for? <laughs> oh, no, I'm calling about his birth. His what? His birth. Oh, we ain't got no births here. You want the Pullman Company. <laughs> Look, uh, that's the wrong kind of birth. I'm talking about birth. B-U-R-T-H, birth. That's what I'm talking about. He ain't here either. <laughs> Listen, mister, uh, let's start over again. Uh, this is the courthouse, ain't it? Yep. You keep all the records down there? Yep. Then you must have a record of everyone that was ever born in Thompsonville. Nope. <laughs> Why not? This ain't Thompsonville, it's Middletown. <laughs> oh, me. So long, Mr. Brown. When he comes in, I'll tell him you called. <laughs> Uh, 
How'd you make out, Kingfish? Well, I could have done better with smoke signals. <laughs> Man, it looked like we in a spot here. I don't see how we ever gonna get no birth certificate. Oh, Kingfish, there must be some way that we can go out and get... Uh, wait a minute. Oh, shot at the barber. Well, doggone it for me. I never... I'm a higher fella. <laughs> Hello there, Shorty. Uh, we're in a mess here, Shorty. Why, 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 what's the matter? Well, you see, Shorty and his rich uncle died, and we don't know what to do. Well, offhand, I'd say bury him. <laughs> no, no, Shorty, this is serious. And his uncle left him some money, and it don't look like he's going to be able to get it unless uh, he got a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i got to have something in writing to prove that I is alive. Yeah, well, if you ain't got no birth certificate, why, why, why don't you just write one up, uh, you know, uh, fake it? Well, I don't know where to think of that, sure. The trouble is, uh, there's on official blanks. They always got some kind of seal on that and everything. I ain't got none of them seals. You yeah, well, it was, it was a seal you want. I, I got a certificate of the American Kennel Club that my dog won one. <laughs> I got a big gold seal on and everything. You could, you could just cut the seal off with that and stick it on the birth certificate that you write up, you see. Yeah, yeah, that ought to work, Shorty. Uh, go home and get it for us, will you? Yeah, it's worth a try. You, you know, son, when I was born, there was a lot of excitement, too. They took us up to the room, and they put my mama in one bed, and they put me in another bed. Then my papa came to see us. He, he looked at my mama in her bed, and then he came over and looked at me. He looked right smack dab in my little face for the first time. And, and what did your papa have to say? Oh, he, he said, what, what, what a lovely little... He said, that is the cutest... I, I, I'm, so, I'm so happy. He, he said, he said, he, he, he said, get me a bed, too. <laughs> Well, come in, Mr. Stevens, Mr. Brown. My secretary tells me that you've located your birth certificate. Yes, sir, that's right, Mr. Williams. I got it right here. Oh, yeah, Mr. Williams, uh, this your birth certificate proved that Andy Brown is a genuine descendant of his late rigor mortis uncle. Yeah, got it right, sir. (laughs) That's right. Proves everything. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Williams, uh, we had the birth certificate flown up from the south this morning. Let me brush the bow weevils off the thing here. (laughs) Oh, from the south, eh? Yeah, sir, from the south. Yeah, I'll read it to you. Sort of, here, say... To whom it may concern, dear you all. <laughs> this is a sort of fly that there was born this day to Samuel P. Brown, one nephew. One nephew? <laughs> then, uh, then it continue here, say, this kid Andy Brown is hereby certified to be a genuine human being <laughs> and is entitled to anything that's coming to him now or in the future. Signed, Honest John Thorndike, M.D. There it is right there. <laughs> say this is your birth certificate, Mr. Brown? Oh, yes, sir. We'd have put my footprint on the thing, but that wouldn't have left no room for the writing. <laughs> well, William, now that you were convinced that Mr. Brown is a genuine heirloom, uh, when do we get the money here? Now, just a minute here. I happen to notice that paper in your hand. Why in the world does Mr. Brown's birth certificate have the American Kennel Club seal on it? Mm, you notice that, huh? Uh, well, we can explain that, can't we, Mr. Brown? Well, we can try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, Mrs. Brown here was born in a small town, and the doctor there was also a veterinarian, you see. And at the time Mrs. Brown was born, the doctor was also delivering some puppies. And uh, he stamped the kennel club seal on the wrong litter. Now, that's the way to say it. Yeah, that's right. And right now, down in my hometown, there's old Airedale named Andy Brown. <laughs> I never 
have heard of anything like this in my life. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. The old doc down there was always getting things boiled up. I never will forget the time my sister went to him to get vaccinated. She come out with her ears clipped like a Doberman Pinchon. <laughs> well, this doesn't look like a birth certificate to me, but I'm sure I can get the necessary affidavits to substantiate your claim. Oh, thank you, mister. Thank you, sir. That sure is nice of you. Yes. Well, I'll see you Wednesday for the reading of the will. I'll call you up before and verify the exact time. Good day. Uh, so long. Come on, Anna. Before Wednesday, we better get a couple of canvas bags who we can carry home to loot, boy. Oh, this morning. Yeah, this is wonderful. Andy getting $50,000 from his uncle, and I getting 35% of it. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Like finding the door of Fort Knox open. <laughs> well, I just know... Uh, George Kingfish Stevens speaking. Oh, uh, Mr. Stevens, this is the attorney, Mr. Williams. Oh, yeah, the yeah, How is you, Mr. Williams? Would you tell Mr. Brown that the reading of the will will take place tomorrow at 3 o'clock? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> 3 o'clock, yeah. That's right. I called the other 57 heirs, and they will be there at that time. Uh, what's that you say about 57? You say, you say something about 57? In the late Mr. Samuel P. Brown's will, there are 57 surviving relatives to be taken care of. <laughs> Mr. Stevens? Mr. Stevens? Uh, sorry, Miss Williams. Uh, my old trouble come back home. I fell on the floor again. <laughs> you mean to say there are 57 relatives going to hone in on this, you think? Well, I don't know the details as the will is sealed, but I'm sure Mr. Brown is in there for some small token. Oh, small token, oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, thank you for calling. Oh, me, 57 relatives. I got to get a hold of Ann and tell him the bad news right away. The ship we is expecting to come in done hit an iceberg here. Something... <laughs> I've been out all morning. I've been spending the $50,000 I'm going to get from my uncle. Yeah, well, now, wait a minute, Andy. Uh, ain't uh, you spending that money uh, before you get it? Ain't that kind of like counting your chicken before they hatch or something like that? Listen, Amos, in this world, there's only one great big egg, and that's me. <laughs> well, what you done bought so far, Andy? Tell me what you done bought. Well, I done bought six suits, bought a new car, bought a full pair of shoes, and my new address is the Lennox Arms Hotel. Presidential suite. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, you certainly didn't waste no time, did you? Oh, no, I was spreading out, Amos. And Saturday night, I has done reserved the entire first two rows down at the burlesque show just for myself. The whole first two rows? Oh, yeah, I'm going to look at them gals from every angle. Well, good luck to you, Andy, and I hope everything works out all right for you. Yeah, well, don't worry, Amos. When I get my money, I ain't going to forget you, neither. Anytime you need it, I'll be glad to lend you a couple bucks. Well, see you around, Amos. I'm right. going over and see if the kingfish can think up any new ways to spend my money. Oh, me. How is I going to break the news to Andy that he ain't going to get the 50000 He'll be lucky if he ends up with a few bucks. Yeah, it'll break his heart when I tell him. Oh, it's you, Andrew. Yeah, hi, Kingfish. Hi. Yeah, well, I'm glad you dropped in, son. Now, there's something that I want to request. You see? Yeah, and I got some big news for you, too, Kingfish. I done bought a lot of suits, new car, and everything. 
Oh, boy, I spend in that 50,000 bucks as fast as I can. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, me, this is going to be like beating a child. Uh, <laughs> hey, Kingfish, uh, you don't sound very happy about the thing. What's the matter? Mm, nothing. Uh, you say you bought a new car, huh? Yeah, that's right. I'm picking it up tomorrow. Well, there ain't no trouble there. Now, you say you're getting some suits. Uh, is they made order? Oh, sure. Well, as far as you know, the tailor ain't put the scissors to the cloth yet, is he? No, he ain't gonna start till he gets in some new green tweed. Yeah. The only thing that I got yet is these shoes that I was wearing here. I just picked them up at the store about a half hour ago. Well, you're wearing them. Well, if you want my advice, I'd take them off and I'd barefoot it back to the store right away if I was... <laughs> Wait a minute, Sheriff Kingfish. What is this all about? Is there something wrong? Well, Linda, I don't know quite how to explain this to you, but first of all, I suggest that you sit down. Listen, Kingfish, uh... There ain't nothing gone going wrong with my inheritance, is it? Well, let's put it this way. In the, in the First World War, you was heard of the Big Bertha, didn't you? Yeah. And in the Second World War, you heard of the five-ton blockbuster. Yeah. And then over at Bikini, you heard about the atomic bomb. Yeah. Well, then, as far as you was concerned, the H-bomb is here. Now, that's... <laughs> You mean I ain't going to get no $50,000? And to brace yourself, boy. To get right to the point, your inheritance is going to be sliced more ways than a hunk of salami. What you mean, Kingfish? Well, Andy, the lawyer called me and told me that there's 57 other relatives sitting on the pot of gold at the end of your rainbow. Well, Kingfish, what in the world is we going to do? Well, I ain't got the faintest idea, but the least we can do is go over and see Calhoun, the lawyer, see if he got an angle. Now, come on, let's get over there. Calhoun, you've been mulling this thing over now for an hour. Is you got any idea how Andy can illuminate out them other 57 relatives? Well, boys, I'll tell you what. I could go into court and plead noli contendere. I could claim ipso facto, servat emptor, or habeas corpus. I could do that except for one thing. What's that? I don't know what them words mean. <laughs> well, listen, Calhoun, you has got to think of something. Now, they're going to read my uncle's will tomorrow. Wait a minute, Chair. I think I done angled myself up an angle. You see, in these wills, some relatives get more and some relatives get less. Yeah, and Andy being a nephew, the, uh, the lawyer said that he, he ain't going to get uh, nothing but some kind of token or something like that, a little bit of thing. Yeah, that's what he said. Well, the thing for us to do is to protest the will and petition the court to divide the estate equally among the 57 relatives. $50,000 between 57 relatives will almost be $1,000 a piece. That's better than token, is it? Oh, yeah, that ain't bad. Uh, well, listen, Calhoun, how do we protest the thing? Well, the first step is to have the original will clad null and void. Uh. I'll serve the papers on your uncle's lawyer before the reading of the will tomorrow. Oh, that'll be wonderful. Now, the worst thing Andy can come out with is around $1,000. Yeah, I'll get busy and write up the papers right now. Oh, you really going into action, Calhoun? I'll say I is. I'm really going to bust into that lawyer's office. I'm going to pound my fist on his desk. I'm going to stamp my foot. I'm going to wave my arms in the air like this. I'm really going to ram and rave. Oh, yes, huh? Yeah, and if that don't work, I might even get excited. Kingfish, all of the relatives is here, and Mr. Williams is getting ready to read the will. Yeah, but where's Calhoun with the papers to bust this thing up? Oh, me. Quiet, please, quiet. I know you're all anxious to find out just how you share in the late Mr. Brown's will, so I'll skip over most of the legal language and get right down to the bequests. 
Oh, me where's Calhoun? To my third cousin, the Hittable Brown, I leave the sum of $1,500 in cash. To Jonathan Brown, my cousin, I leave the sum of $3,800. You hear that? That's $5,300 going already, Andy, and uh, you ain't going to get nothing. Yeah, it looks like Calhoun ain't going to get you in time to know this thing up, neither. And to my nephew, Andrew H. Brown. Here's where I get nothing. That's what I get. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Stop the wheel, stop the wheel. What's the matter, Andrew? What's going on Hot dog, Calhoun got you with the paper. Just a moment here. What is the meaning of this intrusion? I have done already five protests with Judge Anderson declaring this will null and void. And I have the court order here that set the will aside. Yeah, you will. Well, Well, it looks like these papers are all in order. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We'll have to postpone the reading of this will until proper legal action can be taken. Oh, boy, I thought you'd never get your Calhoun. Yeah, you don't see it down there, Calhoun. Mr. Brown, do you mean that this man here is your attorney? Now, why in the world would you do a thing like that? Well, listen, I wasn't going to get cut off with just a token, I'll tell you Token? Why, in the next bequest, Mr. Brown, I see here that your uncle left you $25,000 in cash. Oh. Quick, get a policeman. Somebody unnose the another. See you next Sunday. Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when Lever Brothers Company, the makers of New Rinso with Solium, will again present the Amos and Andy Show. Stay tuned for the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy program, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.